This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, thank you, Wade. Welcome to another sneer of Reinvention Radio. Steve Olsher hanging out with the lovely Mary Goulet. Hello, Mary Goulet. Richie Ote, what's up, my brother? How's it going? Wade's got it under control in the studio. Kelly's got it under control back at headquarters. And we are actually, well, I don't even remember the last time. It's been it's been about a month, I think, and since we've had a, a, a guest in studio. I love when we have our in-studio guests, but I think oh, it's been it's about so a good. month. And uh, just really excited to sit down today with Dustin. Dustin Matthews hanging out with us here, man. Good to have you. you. Thanks for making yeah. the trek over to hang out with us here at Reinvention Radio. Um, and we cover a lot of ground here on the show. And don't forget, you guys can join us live every Thursday as we broadcast from 1 until 2 Pacific. And you can join in on the conversation at 866-977-2346. And, of course, you can catch that feed live at reinventionradio.com. Come hang out with us. We'd love to have you. Speaking of, uh, of hanging out, we are gearing up for the next new media summit and um, it's been sold out now for, I think, almost two months or so. Uh, but we do occasionally have people drop off for various reasons. So if you want to join us in September, I, well, I think we got like 14, 15 people on the wait list right now. But you never know. Um, you can put yourself there on the wait list at newmediasummit.net. And if that one doesn't work for you, come and meet 40 top podcasters at the New Media Summit. Pitch them on who you are and what you do, and you will literally get booked on the spot and the next one is march 9th through the 11th in san diego and uh and we'll put tickets on sale for that really really soon but get yourself on the wait list and uh, just in case something opens up for september you'll be among the first to know so dustin uh we got to get you to the new media summit by the way yes you, you let's gotta, do it gotta come over there yes I'm and in. uh and so lots to talk about i mean you you've had a, a pretty interesting go in a lot of ways <laughs> needless to say but uh, that just kind of makes you alive, right? I mean, <laughs> That's right. it's. Uh, I mean, look, all of us have our our trials and tribulations in our personal lives and business and and so on. Uh, you certainly had those uh, as well. But let's get to the important stuff, which is you recently moved to San Diego, so not terribly yeah. long ago, right? Yeah. Where were you before? I was in uh, Tampa. I, that's where I usually tell people. But Where's really, St. Petersburg. Like- yeah, St. Petersburg. Florida? Yeah, Florida. Oh man. Yeah. You know, any time a sentence starts with "recently in Florida." My ears perk up because I know it's going to be like a really interesting story. <laughs> is, it, is, is it a man in Florida? Ooh, what happened? Like it's always well, going to be something. All the crazy news seems to come out of Florida. <laughs> that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Right? Like that's the crazy, it's the crazy capital. Recently in Florida. So was that was that your experience too, man? Was it, uh, was it nuts growing up there? You know, I don't remember. It's just whenever I travel, people have this, ex, you know, this same sort of experience. And they're like, yeah, there is a lot of crazy news. So then you, your mind starts to look for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, so I'm awake crazy yeah. Yeah. yeah i think it's just what happens yeah. when it's 90 degrees with 90 percent humidity people oh. just lose their their yeah, minds swamp. like must what? be florida what alligator oh wait really wait yes. you're jumping in on this one you got a florida comment well, well yeah just uh, and part of the reason <laughs> florida man exists uh-huh. <laughs> is florida has sunshine laws so their police blotters are public record, unlike most countries uh, or most states. Most states, and that's right, why exactly. we know. So that's why we're really aware of what Florida uh, man is uh, up to. There you go, the sunshine <laughs> law. Who knew? 
And how did you settle in on on San Diego? I mean, it's a far cry from Florida. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, yeah. it's all the way across, literally all the way across the country. So yeah. How, yeah. how did you end up here, just out of curiosity? Well, it's a long story. Are you ready for sure. a long story? You we got ready? time. All we right. got time. Well, the story goes, uh, I was running a company called Speaking Empire, founded it, ran it for about nine years, almost nine years. I woke up one day and I said, I'm out. And uh, No, there's I, more to the story than that. But hold on. So yeah. wait, wait, wait. So your partner on that? Yep. Um, was Dave. Was Dave. Yep. Yeah. You know are you guys yep. still friends? Yeah. You yep. are still friends. Yep. Okay. So yep. it was. Yep. And okay. I had another partner too, Debbie as well. Okay. Yep. But it was amicable. Yeah. Okay. I got now, it. when you go to sit down your, and negotiate your exit, that's not always the funnest part. But yeah. But looking back, yeah, amicable for sure. And I still talk to both of them. Yeah. There, there, so there are a lot of people who probably know of Speaking Empire. I mean, you mm-hmm. guys had done quite well over the years, right? Yeah. And, but that wasn't, was that your first entrepreneurial endeavor? Uh, I mean, if you don't count eBay and, you know, uh-huh. side hustles and, and those sorts of things. So, okay. yeah, that was my that was re- my first real one. Like I had sold some info products beforehand, but that was my first really wholly owned and took it, you know, somewhat of a distance. So mm-hmm. how, how did you hook up with the people at Speaking Empire? Or was that just like you and Dave sat down with Debbie and just said, hey, let's do this thing? Yeah, man. You're creating a lot of open loops in my head, so let's 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 make sure to close. We got close Florida to San Diego. Yeah. We got let's, how did you speak? Yes, yeah. Right? No, I love it. Uh, so what had happened was I uh, I read Rich Dad Forty. You guys read that? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a classic. I heard classic that guy book. is not the nicest guy, by the way, for interviews. I ha- yeah, I, we can I go heard, there too, right? I heard, yeah, can, I heard was, Kiyosaki right, writes was, a good book, but doesn't do well in person. It was uh, one more loop open. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he does have a point of view for sure. He was a fun one to interview because I thought it was going to be like happy go lucky, and uh, it was more like soapboxy. Yeah. So you're going to die broke. It's like <laughs> what? <laughs> Thanks, Dad. What, what Jesus. Do, what, what? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> what do I do with this? So, uh, so I re- I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, uh, and I got excited, and I basically went to go be the uh, apprentice, if you will, at this company. And so Dave and Debbie, uh, the partners at, at Speaking Empire, uh, were there, and I essentially worked for them. And then I left that company to like go and you know be entrepreneurial. Oh, so all of you had worked for Kiyosaki? No, I had read that book that prompted me to go to this company called Foreclosures Daily, which oh, was oh, a foreclosure, get rich in real estate, as I affectionately call it. How's that working for it. you? What's that? I said, how's that working for you? Well, that that company is no longer around, <laughs> but that's where I met. <laughs> they couldn't even Dude. get rich with their own advice. That's not a good thing, <laughs> right? But that was that was like the bed of where I learned, you know, a lot of what I use today. And so... And where you met... That's where I met Dave. That's Dave right. Dave Dave and Debbie. And so uh, I left and kind of fumbled around a little bit. And then one day Dave comes to me and he says, hey, listen, uh, all these people are asking me, how do I sell from the stage and on, on webinars? I said, great. All these people are asking me about these product launches. That's when Jeff Walker sort of mm-hmm. made it famous at Vogue in, in the mm-hmm. internet community. So we got together and we put on a seminar. And so we're like, let's see if this flies. And so we got 90, 91 people in a room in Tampa and we put on a seminar and we sold something. And so essentially Speaking Empire was born that moment. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. And you, and so you actually rode that boat for nine years. Nine years. Yeah. What were you guys doing uh, at the peak revenue wise? Uh, just, I mean, everyone thought we were much bigger than we were, but I would say just over $2 million. Okay. So, but we were $2 million, roughly $2 million for eight years. Now, you know, 1.6, you know, 2.1, that, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So, you know, we never got more than, than 2 million, but people, Love to believe that we did. Yeah. Well, so, you know, you you carried a sort of a big <laughs> brand right, reputation right. and so on. And you know, Dave's kind of a big dude. He walks in the room and yeah. confidence. And yeah. you know, and, and you've got your own style and so on. Yep. So, 
Interesting. But what was, um, I mean, that seems to be a pretty good thing. There's three of you. You got a $2 million yeah. business. I, you know, and I had the, it's the classic story. I had the house in, in St. Petersburg with the, we literally had a white picket fence. I, when literally. I realized that, because I was telling the story, I'm like, oh man, it really <laughs> happened that way. That's crazy. So I woke up one day and really to add a little more color here, my grandmother passed away and uh, it was, it was weird. I, I was at the uh, funeral. I don't, I don't want to be a downer, but I want to take people to that moment. I was there and I hadn't planned on, on speaking or saying any words, but for some reason I just felt compelled to do it. And so I, I did it. And I remember this like, is, by the way, you had been doing Speaking Empire for some yes. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't like about me getting up there and speaking. It was just like in the moment to share a few words. No one was really like getting up there. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get up there. And, and I almost felt, com- I felt compelled to do it. And so mm-hmm. I did it. And I remember like saying and speaking whatever I was speaking, but I remember like me looking down on myself. And so I was thinking about that and I just asked myself this question. It popped up, you know, do I want to be on this path in five years? And the answer was no. So then I said, you're okay. talking about your grandmother's path. Uh, n- no, no, it's speaking. I'm speaking. Claim. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I don't. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Uh, that was good. Uh, and then I, so I asked my question, how about three years? No, one years. And I said, crap, like I got to do something about this. What was right? it about it that you hated? I just, what was it about? I hated I was stagnant. Like I was going to say, really do you get down, bored with it a little bit? I was bored. Yeah. I was comfortable. I was stagnant. I wasn't growing. And then there was a lot of headaches in the business. We'd enter into you know very interesting deals, and um, it, it was I was just tired. Mm-hmm. I was just, it, it but was, there was one particular deal that was particularly bad, right? There was a, a it was a seminar deal, yeah, and it was the birth of my second son, and I wasn't supposed to be there, but like you know, it's all like falling apart, and so like were you guys supposed to be speakers at that event? We did speak. Yep. So you want to hear? You I do. Hear we do, and we want you to name names. Well, I can't name names, but uh, all right, Rich, I, you name the names, and then he'll nod. Oh, and since it's a podcast, I can't say. <laughs> how about that? Yeah, this was crazy. I Armin remember. So, <laughs> no, no, Alex no. Mandosian. No, this no, one was not as uh, not as <laughs> notable in this in this realm in a different gotcha. in a different okay. niche. Yeah. And so we, I remember uh, doing the uh, the seminar, and so essentially, this guy runs out of money to pay the hotel. Uh, in the midst of the seminar. So I literally, there's no one else like on the team. And it's this is two different companies. So we partnered up with him. So I'm there negotiating with the hotel to keep the seminar afloat because we know if we can just make it to the sale, we could get revenue and then mm-hmm. we could pay the hotel and, and do it. And so literally- So this is your event that you're doing in partnership with this guy. So it's not yeah. his event. No, it is his event. He's on the hook for the credit card and the payments. We're coming in to sell and choreograph the selling and and monetizing of the event. And so the hotel comes up, where's our money? And I'm the guy. I don't know how this happened, but I'm the guy to go and say, like, you know, give us some some time. So literally the hotel would come at points of this, you know, four days, and they would say, where's our money? And they would yell, and they would scream, and they would get real mad. And then, like, I'd have to shut that off, and then I'd have to walk out on stage and put the smile on and, you know, rah-rah the crowd. And, man... Mm-hmm. challenging very challenging but yeah very interesting training ground how'd right? the offer go offer went well <laughs> we, we 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 made sales so it wasn't just me it was it was a team of uh, people but uh we we definitely made sales but essentially and you kept uh, the rest of the money uh that was interesting i mean this was not a very profitable venture uh and it wasn't yeah it mm-hmm. wasn't worth it it was a lot of headache, headache and a yeah. lot of stress just for a very bad little deal. for very little yeah profit bad and deal, when you think bad about characters 
And when you think about your value, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously your intrinsic value in terms of what you're worth, but even yeah. in, the, in the marketplace, like if you were to go out, oh yeah, and get a job, yeah. and someone were to hire you, I mean, <laughs> given everything that you've done, yeah, you know, you're worth X number of dollars in the marketplace. Right. Right. I mean, for me, I, it's in four digits typically, but you yeah. know, for you, yeah. it might be six or seven. So you know, at the same token, you look at it and you go. Jesus, like I could go out and get a job, yeah. Just collect my check, do a lot less, you know, a yes. lot less headache and stress, yes. and less make, gray hair, and make more money. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That that was the situation. So, I mean that that happened uh, a couple months before I actually pulled the trigger and said I'm done, and you know grandmother grandmother's passing and all that. So all that led to me saying, listen, I'm just done. And you know I had always thought I was going to build a business and. You know, like they show on TV and in the movies, it was going to be a Silicon Valley payday. Mm. I was going to be a unicorn, and I was going to retire, be set for life. And uh, it didn't go down that way. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one day I just I said, listen, I'm out. And so we just negotiated. Did they actually give you cash? Mm-hmm. They yep. did? Yeah. Enough yeah. to make a meaningful difference? No, I mean, it was the company really, again, you know, at the revenue that it was at. Yeah, the company wasn't necessarily worth. We didn't have a lot of assets, although I got roped in. I'm going to say roped. I I mean, I actively participated in this. We later in the game invested in real estate. So we bought the building that instead of renting, we we, we bought a building and Mm -hmm. it happened. it, It was a church. And so churches lord help us yeah <laughs> lord give me some that's cash. a whole nother story it was a, it was a church so <laughs> I, I, my name was on, on the mortgage so essentially you know i'm grateful that i was able to they refinanced they got me out of there i walked away with some cash and they paid uh, you out of the refi uh no they paid me out of someone coming in behind me and buying essentially the shares and, mm-hmm. yeah and that company is still operating and it is yeah it is and for the very first time ever uh someone that founded the company is no longer there does that make sense you all exited we all exited so debbie's out dave's out dustin's out so it still exists yeah uh and i don't know where it's going to go from there but i hope it does you know it's like a baby like you want you push it off into the world and like you want to see it successful you started it you you know Mm -hmm. but uh we'll see yeah nice And so you figured, all right, I need to get as far away from Florida as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah, Alaska was where, too cold. Alaska was too <laughs> yeah. cold, so where else can I go? And here we are. Well, there's more to it than that. So what ended up happening, it was great. It was, it was Halloween time. Uh, that was right when I exited. So I had two young boys at the time and in Florida, and so I was making pumpkin muffins. We were doing uh, sandcastles and all sorts of things. It was really cool, and I was fully present with them because I, I didn't have a business to worry about. Mm-hmm. And so I, I took six months off, but you know, towards the back half of that, of that six months. Was the wife working? Nope. Just, no. We were all at home. It was great. We, we were just hanging out. I was playing a lot of tennis. Love tennis. Nice. And that nice. was good. And uh, but I got that itch, you know, that entrepreneur, that creator itch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I got to do something. I got to, I got to build something. Like, and so uh, my advice, I had a coach at the time, a business coach. Even though I, I had no business anymore, I still kept my coach on. That was smart, right? I think so. For yeah. Sure. Because I'm like, I knew I was going to do so. I just didn't know what it was going to be. So I wanted that sounding board. And my wife was an incredible sounding board. Uh, and what I've discovered is sometimes, you know, when your spouse, someone close to you says something, you take that into consideration, but sometimes it's helpful to pay somebody to give you the same advice, mm-hmm. right? She appreciated that. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, babe, oh, just- sure. You listen when he <laughs> says it. Mm-hmm. That's why they call it pay attention. No sex for you. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Pay attention. Uh-huh. 
So the advice was... So you've been cut off for the last six months. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the advice was make a list of names. So Dexter had a chalkboard. That's my son, oldest son, and he had a chalkboard. So I made a list of names. Everybody in the industry, just anyone I could think of, and they're like, you know, you need to call these folks and just see what's going on in the world. So that's a, exactly what I did. Like I just kind of check in. How are yeah. things are going? Yeah, like what are you up to? Mm-hmm. Is there anything I can help you with? Connections, that sort of thing. And just see what was going on. And so I was, I was, I thought I was going to be in crypto. It could have been cannabis. Um, Silicon Valley was very interesting and intriguing to me. So all these like opportunities existed. And so you became a surfer. That's right. And here you are. (laughs) We just realized how many of those people on that list lived in San Diego. There, There was a lot. Really? Oh, there are a lot of people, yeah, in mm. San Diego. And the, and the big old Traffic and Conversion Summit, mm-hmm. as you guys know, is, is here. And so that I came out for that for, for two weeks and just to look at different opportunities and thought I was going to get into uh, Facebook Messenger bots sort of thing. I was like, hmm, this looks interesting, mm-hmm. merging. Uh, but it didn't go that way. And I actually found the opportunity I'm involved in now, which is WealthFit and super excited about it. And it actually yeah. comes from a relationship from 10 years ago. Oh, so, wow. Yep. And what, what do those guys do at WealthFit, and what do you do with them? What do we do at WealthFit? Well, we're, I like to say we're like the Netflix of wealth creation courses. So like a Udemy or a Masterclass or other platforms that are out there, we do that, but in wealth creation and preservation education. Mm. Yeah. And so how is what you're doing now different from what you were doing with Speaking Empire, mm, and why is it? any more fulfilling because with all due respect it kind of sounds similar with a different niche good call me out on i like this uh so here's how here's how it's different i when i exited i said i want to build something to to sell and so at at the empire the good old empire we would sell five-figure programs and even six-figure we sold a six a couple six-figure programs so we sold a lot of stuff in the back end high touch experiential that sort of thing so i said that was great. Client management's fun and exciting, but I obviously didn't know how to make it work without going crazy. So I said, why don't I enter into something where we can build it to sell? And so now the way that it's different is we're primarily subscription only because we understand that there's a value to that. And, and certain companies like the idea of reoccurring revenue and play, we'll, sure. we'll pay a multiple. So uh, education, you're spot on. You know, mm-hmm. at both places, I'm educating and, and showing people how to do stuff. And, and actually, I'm actually not even doing that at WealthFit. We find trainers and experts to come to the platform and do that. But the education spin is, is spot on. That, yeah. It's similar, but it's so different. what do people pay and what do they receive? Roughly, they pay $49 a month, and they get access to our complete library of wealth creation courses. And that's everything from personal finance to investing to entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Do you share your MRR-type numbers? I don't. Or you don't? You'd have to ask Andy on that. you got to get Andy, get Andy on, on the show for that. All right. So, And, Richie, this is kind of near and dear to you, man. Uh, on, so, on so many levels. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think one of the most intriguing pieces of this is kind of like Netflix – in general, I saw it coming a mile away because I worked in television and film. And yeah. When it, yeah. it was like you would look at some of the things when they would present to Blockbuster, like, do you want to buy us? And they go, no, we think the customers like, and they showed their company report, like the customers like running into their neighbors and reading the oh, backs yeah. of the box. Like it was just like, what? Like yeah. where are you getting this data? So where I'm going with this is data. <laughs> yeah. And you now 
I'm sure, or I'll ask the question, are you collecting data on these people to know the courses that they want to create new courses, right? Because that's what Netflix went on to now. They know the movies to make and they know the things to build. They started making them themselves. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Absolutely. We we definitely are. When someone comes into the site, we ask them, you know, what are you interested in? Do you want to manage your money better? Do you want to start a business? Uh, Maybe you're interested in the, the lifestyle sort of stuff, the personal growth, that sort of thing. And we ask them that. And then we serve up to them courses and articles and podcasts based off of that. Mm-hmm. So we have access to, to all that data. Super cool. Yeah, yeah it's interesting because um, we just, I, I, I'm about halfway through The Great Hack right now. Oh, me seen, too. Have you seen I'm that? I'm halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've yeah. just heard really interesting things about it. So started watching the Cambridge Analytica story about data and all that. It'll make you delete yeah. every account you have yes. anywhere, like in a heartbeat. <laughs> But speaking of Netflix, uh, like it's I can't watch anything on Netflix because it gives you that you might also like thing after yes. you watch something. Yeah. So I started watching go. some things that, you know, a man who's been married for 22 years might watch. <laughs> and then like the next day, it's like lingerie this and this, that, and the other. <laughs> and this prostitute. Like, wait a minute. I've got to gotta have. What, like, you mean I, Lena doesn't have her own account? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're not watching Netflix tonight. No. So, yeah. Must have been the like, kids. I watched one bikini <laughs> episode. Like, you know, she had a bikini on. Why are you giving me all this? I don't always. Okay, fine. I do also like that. Fine. You got me. The damn data and all that. So it's scary, you and your AI. So is that part of, like, Wealthvit's approach here is incorporating AI and mm-hmm. all that learning Yeah, stuff? basically, I mean, to give people what we believe they think they would want. So like if someone's interested in uh, managing their money better, maybe they got a job and they just feel like at the end of every every month, like they're short. And so we are going to serve up those types of courses to help them there versus something that would be like, you know, go start a business. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe if they've identified an interest as maybe that's a, a side hustle that they could do to generate, you know, some extra funds, but, but generally to give them the courses that they're looking for, because our approach is it's a big library, just like like Netflix. And so how do we put the right courses in front of them, ones that they would, you know, more aptly like? So mm-hmm. so I don't normally do this. Normally Uh-oh. Steve's the person who puts people yeah. under the fire. Yeah. Do but it. I can tell you're like a really yeah. good person too. I can just tell. Okay. And so Great. I'm going to say something <laughs> unique. Like this is one of those things where, yeah. well, do you help? them with accountability or anything because i could see someone just being a junkie to go in through courses over and over and yeah. over again and not doing shit yeah so what's interesting is we've got data right and so we're we're learning so first it started off with courses and then naturally people want to ask questions so then we said well how can we get some of the trainers that are part of the platform to actually respond and, and ask questions and so we have this thing it's called mentorship and you know not every trainer partakes in it but the ones that do have this opportunity to engage with folks on the platform and they get compensated for doing so. And so this is a way for them to engage, you know, ask questions, get consulting, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Again, still at a low level, not a five-figure, you know, sort of program or back end because we're, we're staying true to, to our mission. And then the the other thing that we've learned are these things called intensive. So some people like courses, and, and those are great, but, but some people want that accountability. And so we're experimenting with multi-week from the same trainer – sort of, you know, a curriculum of, you know, five to, to 10 classes where they can get on, ask questions, get a lesson in, mm-hmm. in that realm. But it didn't start that way. It just started off with courses. And mm-hmm. so we're constantly learning from from our tribe. Yeah. And so you said 
that word accountability. I, I keep yeah. thinking about that. Kind of back to that pay attention. Yes. The different you like there's an accountability. You paid some money and so have you noticed doing stuff with speaking empire with the yeah. big high end courses? Is there is there some commonality where that you start to notice um someone actually doing something with the stuff? Like how much does accountability play in that, I guess? You know, if I hear if I hear you correctly Money isn't necessarily the, the qualifier. It is part of, of the filter, but some people have access to funds and you know, some people are emotional in the moment and they, they make that investment and then life happens and then maybe their interest has waned a little bit. And so money isn't always necessarily that, that qualifier. Uh, at Empire, you know, we, we'd had five-figure investments in, into our program. But, you know, sometimes people just were kind of hanging on to a dream and they weren't, you know, putting the time into the effort in. So money can be a good one, but it's more about, you know, how hungry is somebody? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed something like if they state something and that they're going to do something and then that accountability and they don't do it? Like, does that tend to move them forward faster than the actual money as far as across the board goes? You know, what's interesting, here's what's interesting. So when we started off, going back to, to Speaking Empire, we did a lot of one-on-one -on -one consulting, and we would write people's presentations. When we went to a, a group format, you would think because now there's other people in the room that are coming for the same thing, there would be more uh, accountability. But it, hmm, I'm sort of contradicting myself here, but when we started off with the one-on-one, -on -one, we were generally working with folks at that level that could come in for a day, and, and they would pay more. In a, in a group workshop, there was actually less accountability there. So I think it's it's situational is, is what I want to mm -hmm. communicate here. Mm -hmm. And it really depends on – it really goes back to who's in the room and are they – is this a business decision? Is this a dream? It's where they are in their journey and where they're going to budget the time to actually go and execute. Mm -hmm. Folks that are just coming in for, for the dream but they don't schedule the time to go and like – use that tool or go on execute on the ideas that they learn aren't going to see that same success mm -hmm. okay so let, let's let me approach this a, as i probably always do but let me approach <laughs> this from a devil's advocate yeah. standpoint for a second here and you know and again we'll get more into your story and yeah. like what's next and so like because i think there's more for you than this but just sure. as far as wealth fit itself is concerned i mean let's be honest it seems yeah. It seems counterintuitive. Okay. Or shall, so? I, or shall I, let me just say it seems counterproductive, I think is a okay. better way to put it. Yeah. In terms of if the intention of the platform is to help people achieve some yep. degree of wealth, once achieved, they will leave the platform. <laughs> That's so, fair. So from a retention standpoint, sure. it almost seems like the more successful our students are, right. The less they actually need us. Yeah. Are oh, you got something, Richie? Yes. I'm gonna just joke a little bit because they yeah. took the gym membership model. They priced it just low enough that they'd feel silly to quit. But it's you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's it's high enough that there's still value sitting there, but it's just low enough. Why would you quit? But I'm just joking. I want to hear. Yeah, the real and, and I'm not yeah. trying to be a dick here, but no. I mean, it's just like I love when it you, when you think about yeah. what the objective is is to create yeah. wealth at a reasonable investment. Yeah. Once achieved. They go, okay, great, thank you, and yeah. they will, they will leave. Yeah, they will leave the platform. Am I off base? Is I, th I think this is a good assumption, but I think people grow in life, and so I do want to say this, and then, and then we'll get to it. One of the reason why I'm, I'm excited about WellFit is you know, when I was at Empire, 
I put my heart and soul. You, you hear all these messages of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. You know, put everything into the business. Hustle, grind. Insert your favorite. You know, you know, work hard. You know, name yeah. here. Buzzword of the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you do that because you think you're going to get a payday, like it's going to be worth it at the end. And it wasn't. You know, very rarely does someone exit. You know, if we were to, to get the statistics and look, getting bought out, getting exiting, and getting a, a big sum of money compared to all the businesses that are out there, very rarely. So when I said. WealthFit is something I want to be a part of. I said, man, I wish I had done better investments. I wish I had done more mm-hmm. you know, money management while I was building this thing at the same time. I think about this. If I had just sure. bought a house, let's just take real estate. If I had just bought a house, one a year, a rental, rental property, mm-hmm. one a year, I'd have nine rentals right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got two. Mm-hmm. I got two rentals, right? And so I think, man, missed opportunity. How Are much they in Florida? They are in Florida. Does a man live there? Man and a woman. <laughs> a man in a Florida, in a Florida and house. A dog. In Dustin's house. <laughs> so I wish I had had somebody in my face. I wish there had been an opportunity for me to say, listen, you should build your thing. Maybe you will get that payday, but you should also be investing. You should be also doing these other things. And so mm-hmm. to your point, you, to your question about wouldn't somebody join the platform and then eventually they get all of the education and move on? Well, if we kind of think about this, we see the journey as this. Oftentimes people have a job that come into the platform and they have this idea, I want to invest or I want to be an entrepreneur. We first tell them, listen, you need to manage your money better first. Mm-hmm. Manage it, right? So then once they understand managing their money and get education there, then we say put that money to work for you. So like maybe go do stocks, maybe go do real estate or, or whatever your favorite thing is. And then also if you want to be an entrepreneur you know, and do side something, maybe you have a passion, do that as, as well. So there's sort of this journey in this path. So you're, to your point of, hey, listen, someone's coming through, they're getting all this education, they're becoming wealthier. Well, then the next part of the process will be, well, now that you have this money, let's talk asset protection, let's talk taxes, you know, let's talk all these you know, more mm-hmm. advanced things. So at some point, Right, if they're you know Warren Buffett, but right? there's a long, but, probably, there's, but there's a long path. There is a long path because just like us in life, we're always learning, we're always evolving, we're always growing. There's always, I believe, another topic that I can go and find somebody to create a course on to add value to the community. And so, mm-hmm. you know, again, we're not the niche play; like we're just in in one. We're like the big library. So mm-hmm. I believe WealthFit evolves as our customers evolve. Well, yeah. One plus too. Oh, no, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. I was going to say. Part of why I was joking with the yeah. the gym analogy is you still need to maintain stuff. Yeah. You still need to focus. I mean, there's a lot of people say go back to like talking sports guys. They make a lot of money, yeah. but just because they made that lot of money doesn't mean they kept that lot of money. Exactly. They, you don't. You usually don't spend your way out of that much money. You usually bad invest your way out of that much money. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, there's countless stories. Of Just that. read about endless, the endless. the first the the number one overall pick in the NHL draft in '86 who made uh, I think 13 to 16 million something like that over the course of his career homeless. Oh, was that in the Detroit. news today? Yes, yes, yeah. and he refusing and help. He refusing help. Anyway, yes. yeah. So I believe it. I mean, we hear these stories countless countless times, and you know, for me, I I felt like I was on that path. I was lured into you know, we were selling these five figure figure programs before. There's a lot of profit in in those types of programs, you know, at, at our previous company, and it was always the quick hit. It was yeah. always cash. You know, I was very you know. How do I want to say? I wasn't concerned with equity. I wasn't concerned with wealth building. It was always like addictive, and I, I really wish that I had invested more time in that in wealth creation. And with three of you, you yeah. Know, I mean, at two the million dollar company, cut. it yeah. doesn't go very far after expenses. That's right. 
Yeah, Mary, yeah. what were you going to say? Well, I was. I'm looking at the online courses, and you yeah. have all these individual people doing the courses. Yeah. Do they? I see they fill out an application. To our trainers. Yes. Uh, but then, or how yeah. does it work? Is that you can just tell me because so I'm just yeah. scanning through. Could Mary be a trainer on real estate? Possibly or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're very pretty because I previewed. Yeah. Is that your job to help make them yes. pretty? Okay. Oh no, no, or not we at do all. That. So what part? Oh, let me let trainers yeah, yeah. begin yeah. and we begin. Uh, okay, and this is okay. Great, great is question. This that lingerie site that he logged in. <laughs> They're as, very pretty. as recommended by. <laughs> yeah, uh, you might also like. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we, that's the great thing. Like, so our model is is this: is that we go out and we find trainers that have great content. Maybe they're authors. Maybe they have a tribe already. You're somebody that has flushed out, and and people are following their ideas, and they have a track record of success. And so I will reach out, or they might find that form online, right? And they will apply, we'll have a conversation, and we'll say, listen, we've got this amazing platform. We have X number of, of subscribers already. We think you're, you could reach these subscribers, and we're always looking for content. So essentially, kind of long story short, it works like a book deal. So you essentially show up with your content. We have a team of uh, script writer. We have a, a graphics team. We have video. We have a studio here in, in North Northeast PB, and uh, we fly. Pacific we fly Beach, San Diego uh, for Pacific, the rest yes, of the world. Thank yes. you. Uh-huh. Yeah, thanks for the. Uh-huh. I'm still learning. Yes. Uh, so we fly the we fly the, the trainer here, or you know, if they're a local, they drive, and we put them up. And so we make the investment in, in that re- relationship with that trainer, and we create it. We make it pretty. Sounds a little learning yeah. annex ish. If you remember learning annex, did they back have a the digital? Day. They no, did. that was their problem, though. They, it, they're, well, I, I actually filmed no, a course. It was live for, events. I filmed a did course you? for them. You yeah, did. but they did live events too. But I filmed yeah. a course for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, yeah. I don't want to get sidetracked, but I think their biggest problem was their whole model. Even though it was learning, it was like open this up, look for this date, and if they would have just pivoted, obviously to digital to too more, yeah. but to pivot to online and also kind of a lot of that was I want to do something i'm free today mm-hmm. and i think that a lot of there's there's something to be said about when a problem hits the sense of urgency to be able to del- deliver yeah. that right in front of them right when the yeah. problem i mean that's yeah, the whole thing behind google is people are searching for a problem if you yeah. don't have it written in a way where they're looking for a problem to solve but in defense of learning annex that was Way before technology makes it so True. much easier. I didn't for even us know they had an online. Mm-hmm. I just thought they were an event company. So yeah. that, I mean, that was long, yeah, you know, quite some time ago. So when you were two, so so <laughs> the so the people that you bring in, they make money. There's some sort of split. Yeah. So like, yeah. If, so if Mary did a course on real yeah. estate and it was a hundred dollar course, yep. is it a fifty fifty split? How does that how does that work? There's a couple different ways. So essentially, because the course lives in the library, you would get paid like a book deal, like a royalty. A royalty. And so. Okay. We award that based off consumption. So we believe the subscriber is the dictator of how successful a course is. So mm-hmm. number of plays, is it is it a titled great? And also are people watching it all the way through? Not just pressing play uh, because there are you know other platforms out there that like that is a metric. But we want to make sure they're actually engaged. Like so the course is good. You put your effort into making you know an mm-hmm. amazing course. So it works that way. If you promote the course like an affiliate, you know, pretty simple. You get paid more. If you're a mentor, meaning like you take you know calls, you would get uh, paid more as well. And then also there's one other point is um, to kind of use some industry ling- lingo here. It, essentially if there's a – uh, a lead magnet or a tripwire, something you know, attractive. Your course, if it is attractive and it gets people to buy 
into WealthFit, then we believe you should get rewarded for that. And so that's mm-hmm. another way that you would get compensated. So a person brings content. Yep. You both agree that this might be a good wealth fit. Yes. I love it. Then <laughs> you have, what do they do? Because I see you have videos. So there might be 10 modules, 20 yeah. modules, five modules. Yeah. So do you guys invest in helping the person get their video content created? I love that you're so interested in this. I'm totally interested in this. I mean, really, this is a conversation about how to create a a course. So the way that we do it is you come up with an outline. This this works for anyone, you know, whether people want to work with us at WealthFit or not. Basically, come up with an outline. Roughly, you know, it is six modules of 15 minutes. Our courses are about 90 minutes, maybe two hours. Is it audio, text, video, or is it just video? Uh, Video. Okay. It is video, which encapsulates all of that. It does, but sometimes you leave something for them to read, and then you go, okay, now click on this and watch. Yeah, you you can't see it in there, but so there's handouts that that, that go along (laughs) with the courses. You looked at me so funny. It's like, (laughs) hello. (laughs) No, like, I didn't know what you meant. Like, well, video has text and it has audio but i got it i got the frame of reference now but but there's no like hey download this audio track of the course it's you know watch a video and then there's handouts that go along or accompanying uh, materials okay but, cool worksheets yeah. etc yeah yeah right. yeah so we call them exercise files because we're wealth fit right yes, uh, i had to throw are. it back to you like that get that mind fit so you know in in uh in author land yeah they yeah. often say that you write the book that you most need Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you're struggling with X, you write the book on it, and yeah. hopefully it helps you with whatever that is. Yeah. I kind of get the sense, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I kind of get the sense that there's something similar going on here for you. Like, yeah. you felt mm, you were potentially weak in this area yes. of of wealth. But what's interesting to me is you've chosen to go down the path of helping people from from a wealth perspective yes. in terms of financial wealth and being able to take care of themselves and mm-hmm. so on but the episode with your grandma and just kind of yeah. that that come to you know wake up moment come to Jesus whatever you want to call it yeah. that whatever that moment was that you had where you go yeah I'm just I'm not loving what I'm doing here yeah I, I just, I can't help but feel like there's an expiration date here for you with this. Like you're still feeling like I hope like so. Like, there, like there's something, <laughs> like, like you're meant and made for something bigger. I mean, do you, do you feel, and, and Andy's not listening or whatever his name is. He's not listening. <laughs> so, you know, so, I mean, do you, do you get the sense that there's an expiration date here? Like there yeah, is for something. Sure. Yes. I, you're good at this. So when I said, I'm going to join the crew, join the team, partner with WellFit, I said, Listen, guys, I made the mistake at Empire. I stayed there for nine years. And it, and I said, listen, coming into this, I'm going to be here three to five years. So I put a, a time stamp. And, and the only reason why I said that was I stayed way too long at Empire. I didn't set a, like a check-in with Dustin, you know, like am I happy in life? And I said, I know if I'm going to build something in three to five years, I need to have the conversation. doesn't mean I'm going to leave or exit at that point, but I need to like set that line clear in the sand to tell myself to make sure. Now – I hope that you call it an expiration. I would love a sale. I would love, you know, something substantial to happen at that point. But yeah, I see this as a, a finite period of time that we build this. We provide massive value to people that are a part of WellFit and to the world, and that you know one day someone you know wants to acquire that. Mm-hmm. But in but in your heart of hearts, yeah. there's something that is you're, you're drawn to. Well. You keep digging. I love it. So 
like I said, at Empire, I wish I had done what wealthy people do. Like I was so obsessed with the short-term cash and just you know feeding that that burn every month, and I wasn't thinking about equity. So for me, you're, you're spot on. Like when I came to to, to Wellfit. I said, not only do I want to build something to sell ideally, but I want to learn. I want to be exposed. I want to, and so got a podcast. I recruit trainers to come in. I'm in the, in the courses. So I'm getting paid essentially to learn versus like doing this after hours, right? So did so, you carve out equity? What's that? Did you carve out equity as I, part of your compensation package? Yep, of course. Yeah, yeah of absolutely. Course. Yeah. You, were, yeah. you were listening. Well, you know. Okay, you're, mean, this is for the just listener. Just because you want that <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean that you always yeah. get it, especially because, sure. I, mean, I mean, that's a fairly large organization organization just mary's been kind of scrolling through a little bit here yeah. i mean it seems like there's a I mean, you have a lot team. of team yeah, yeah it's a big team yeah well there's there's about 30 of us and what's interesting about the makeup of the, of the the team is that uh 20 of us are in hawaii so that's where andy and justin uh my two other partners are they're in hawaii they said listen we're not we're not moving and uh-huh. i said okay that that's fine and then we're in san diego and the idea it was this you know, if we get a trainer that is out of New York or on the East Coast, you know, even though the idea of sounding to Hawaii sounds great, um, that's a crazy that's travel. A that's a but hike. to come to San Diego, which is not, a, you know, not a second bad city to, to come to, right? You know, if you're on the East Coast, you fly in, knock out the course, and then, and then you fly out. So mm-hmm. logistically, it, it, makes, it makes more sense. Yeah. Is that like a couple what? days? What's that? To do the course? Uh, usually about a day. Depends on nice. if you do one or two courses. Uh, we're experimenting with things, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, what were you going to say? There was like three different ones. And so, I cut you off on what? the three. That's all right. Yeah, just grab them. Well, okay, yeah, right. so the, the jokey one is a three-hour tour. It's basically three <laughs> hours to get wherever, if you're going to go to right. Hawaii or if you're going to go there. So yeah. it's like it's, but that's not where I was actually <laughs> going. Do you see um, how we work here? I, lo- I love it. <laughs> it's so fun. But, you know, I'm going to go back to my good dude comment. Yeah. I, I think what easily got glossed over there, too, was you were – it wasn't just to check in with you. You yeah. wanted to be transparent right out of the gate yeah. because it yeah. sounded like leaving Speaker Empire was like it was amicable, but yeah. you wish you would have said something earlier. So now it's kind of like well, I wasn't off. ready. You know, it wasn't like I was pent up, but like I just I wish I had a benchmark in place yeah. that would have maybe prompted this earlier. Like I feel like even though I learned so much. I made incredible relationships. I sort of feel like I lost maybe three years of my life mm. there, mm-hmm. meaning like that's how stagnant I was. And, and, and you're spot on about being a good dude and, and then you I seeing something. Rich, you well, Rich, <laughs> <laughs> but you, but Steve, you saying like, is there something more for you? And, it, and it's, yeah, like I guess I'm on, I think we're all on this mission. I think at least the people listening to the show and, and most certainly you guys is we're on this, this mission to grow as people, you know, new and, and experience new things, whether that's in business, relation, you know, all, all the different, you know, areas of life. And so mm-hmm. for me, you know, I was stagnant, and so I desire to grow myself. And if I can take people along for the ride, you know, with me, you know, which is wealth fit, then that's great. And that's mm-hmm. that's the mission that we're up to, mm-hmm. that I'm up to. So, have you guys raised outside capital? Nope, all internal, all internal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty big yeah. team to support, and I, and I actually recognize some of the people in there. So, I know yeah. not all these folks are full time. I, mean, I can't see what you're looking at. Is I'm, it like Lisa, is our team like members? Lisa Regas? I mean, like she actually oh, yeah. does, she does stuff for us. So, I yeah, mean, like yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, some of these people obviously are not then. Full-time people. How mm-hmm. many full-time, like, W, what would that be, W2? I never W2. know. I don't know what the, like, it's in the 25 to 30 range. Oh, it is. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you've got to be having, you've got to be going at a pretty yeah. decent clip then mm-hmm. to support those sort of folks. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a that's a big monthly nut. Yeah. So, well, how many people in your database that are lurking or purchasing, re-upping? 
onto new courses. <laughs> a lot. Uh, a lot. He's not going to tell me. Yeah, we got to get Andy on the show. That's well, the bottom line. Darn it. You're right. You, you want to know the real reason why? Why? Because he's already told us it's forty nine dollars, and he's not sharing the numbers. Because <laughs> we can do math. We can do math. Right. <laughs> Two out of four of us at this table can In do this math. Room, I am not that out. one. I am not the one that can do the math. So your information safe with me. <laughs> just, just tell just, me. Just tell Mary. You'll be safe. I love it. So uh, in. Look, I mean, don't want to just continue to you know to beat that horse for yeah, you. Appreciate yeah. you know you having the 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 authenticity and the transparency sure, that you've had sure. here in the conversation. And and you're yeah. and you as you've said, I mean, you're pretty clear that yeah, this is something where you're going to learn from it, but you're going to apply it to whatever might be next. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. Although I will say that, you know, part of what I think the struggle is for, for most of us yeah. is we kind of draw this line in the sand and we say, you know, like to your point about the, um, the, the rental homes as an example. Yeah, yeah. You know, like how many rental homes would be too many? Like if I just had 10 yeah. rental homes, then yeah. that's like kind of manageable. And if I have 10 rental homes, then, then I'll be happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll have equity and I'll have... Headaches. Income. Well, <laughs> headaches, right? You know, but <laughs> you but know. I'll have you know I'll have income every month, yeah. and, and and then life will be good. How do you feel like since you've made the move mm-hmm. that you scratched out that line in the sand a bit as far as happiness is concerned? Because it's a yeah. struggle to be happy day to day when yeah. you feel like there's still so much more for you to do. But you know, again, it really boils down to the question of what is it that you want yeah. versus what is it that you actually need? Yeah. And it seems like you're the kind of guy who has everything that you need at this point, mm-hmm. but there's still that line in the sand that you've arbitrarily drawn. Yeah. Is that accurate? I have a thought, but go ahead, answer that, <laughs> okay. and then I'll hear if I'm going in okay. the right direction. Yeah, I love it. So for me, the... Moments after I exited, really, the previous company, from up until really a couple months after I was here, probably the darkest times of of my life, really hard. My ego was attached to the other company without a company. Who was I? So I was invalidated. I couldn't provide for my family, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so all that, I mean, it was really hard. Uh, very fortunate to find stoicism in that in that journey it was incredible really got me to detach from certain things and on the backside of that extremely happy extremely excited could, could i be happier sure are there are other things to tackle yeah but that growth period is, is really what i was looking for you know i said it earlier i was stagnant but in that year of darkness as i call it was uh, amazing growth new opportunities new challenges it's not like it's easy every day yeah. and so yeah, I'm extremely happy with what I'm up to. And what's interesting, I guess for me, is that I thought I was going to go to like Silicon Valley and, and try to figure out that game. But I really found a great opportunity with, with my partners to take what I had at Empire the Best of connecting, being a good dude and people knowing that and bringing va- value to the world and find a way to like bring that into this venture and capitalize it. So going and recruiting trainers as an example, well, I knew a ton of people that were speakers, authors, and experts in different fields. Well, gosh, he was the guy to to go and, you know, talk and have conversations. And so I hope that answered your question, Mary. I don't know if that answered your thought. when you described what you were doing at Empire, you were not on a journey of growth. You were on 
crush the event, make the money. Yeah. Stress in yeah. doing that. So it was really, let's say you had an event once every two weeks. Yeah, yeah. You would just focus on that end date. Yeah. Focus on the end yeah, date. Yeah, totally. Right? I was, yeah, you're right. So you were like bypassing everything through that two weeks just to do the tasks that had to be done, get yeah. the place, get the people, do the pitch, close out the event, yeah. pay the hotel, you know, yeah. kind of stuff. Now, this is a really chill town. Yep. This is a healing journey. Sure. Yeah. In a really good, like, acceptable, fun, fits all the boxes of your skill sets, experience, yeah. and your Rolodex. So I hear you saying, you know, it probably has an expiration date on it. And that will, you'll just one day know. Yeah. And it will yeah. not end. It'll just become bigger. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that's the goal. I, I like your characterization there. I, I agree with you. Part of it is, is healing, uh, if you want to call it that. I, I just see it as the journey of growth. It's a it, journey. It, yeah, it's a journey. And it does check a lot of boxes for me. And, at the yeah, I just... I'm excited to be a part of it, have the team that, you know, we put together there and to really, you know, be putting this message out into the world. Because again, back to at Empire, I just didn't do a lot of this. I wasn't as, mm-hmm. as savvy. I wasn't as, even though I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, it was all right there in front of me. I just didn't have that reoccurring, that reminder of like, listen, take and then put into long-term, take the short-term cash and put into to long-term. Mm-hmm. So if I can mm-hmm. perpetuate that to entrepreneurs who I know subscribe to that message, just hustle harder, put it all into your business, you'll get that payday. Well, if that doesn't happen, what's your backup plan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is interesting how real, I mean, when you come right down to it, you're no longer an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you come right down to it, you're an employee. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. for those who are looking to reinvent their lives and, and shift from being that entrepreneur where everything is on their shoulders to being an employee where you get your check and, yeah. you know, you're not responsible for payroll and the million other things. Yeah. What what would you say to them? What is that experience been like for you? Because you've done yeah. the opposite yeah. of what a lot of people do. Yeah. But he's still got equity, though. So well, still has equity, but he's yeah. not the entrepreneur. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, it's an employee stock option pool. You carve out some, you know. Yeah. I mean, you got some shares and that sort of thing. So I guess I'm just curious, what's it like yeah. being an? Um, you know, what would you say what? to people who have have been resistant yeah. to becoming an employee after being an entrepreneur for, for so long? You're spot on because I was so resistant at first. Like I didn't know. It's like, well, you know, here I came from nine uh, nine years of you know co-running, you know, the, the empire, you know, founding that and coming into the situation. So first thing I would say is, you know, try it out, you know, try it out for, for nine months so, or nine months, three months, 90 days, uh, try it. And that's what we, that's what I did. So I flew out from Tampa, came out here, was an independent contractor, test the waters. You know, is it as bad as I think it is? Is it as good as I, I think it is? Put myself in the environment. Like that's mm-hmm. been the central theme for, for my whole life is I've found these environments to put myself into that generally have like a lot of activity, like a product launch or an event, right? You got to do a bunch of stuff in a short time. And so if you can put yourself in that environment, if you subscribe to that sort of thinking and experience, do it and then try it out. But, you know, don't put all your eggs out. Maybe it wouldn't have worked out for me, but with that. Are you happier? That, absolutely. Are you? Yeah, absolutely. A lot less pressure. A lot less pressure. The resources that we have access to was a lot more than I ever had at, at Empire. Uh, being in San Diego and the relationships and, and being close and, and being able to come down here, yeah. right? Like a ton more happier. It's all, about three minutes. Yeah, I was going to say oh. it's yeah. almost like it's the best of both worlds in yeah. the, in your, with your personality because 
you can check out at five, but because you have equity and it's something you love to do, you mm-hmm. probably don't check out at five, but you yeah. could if you wanted to. Absolutely. Yep. So just a, as I said, just a few minutes left here. Any Anything else that you want to just make sure that you get across here to our listeners in terms of your personal journey or advice about how you've reinvented your life and yeah. just want to make sure we give you that opportunity? I think, you know, I've said this before, and uh, I'm not like a polarizing guy, but I think everyone should put on their calendar a three to five year check in. Now, that doesn't mean like you're going to leave your job in three years or exit your business. But I think if you're if you're not doing that and taking inventory and, and some people do this on a yearly basis, I, I just know for me, it was just so easy to get caught up in the hum of life. And that happened to be building a business. So it's like, I'm just going to keep doing this. I never had that check-in point. So, you know, whatever that is for people, whether it's their business, their career, their relationships, is to have a three, a minimum of three year if you're building something, mm-hmm. um, a check-in point that you really sit down and ask yourself, are you happy? Do you want to be on this journey in X amount of years? Do you want to be in the same place? And if you're not, well you got to do something about it. I mean, you can make a choice. You can do nothing or you can choose. And, you know, those aren't always the easiest mm-hmm. choices and decisions. But, uh, you know, if you make that a, a habit, then you're going to have a, mu- a lot more fulfilling life, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, so the key question is, do I still want to be doing this yeah. or something similar to this three years from now? Or yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for, for other people to make it real clear, doesn't mean you have to exit business. So maybe you go find someone. Sorry, to Mary. Sorry, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Kelly. Sorry, well, Mary. Gotta go. <laughs> right? Well, but he could be replaced. He could, you could have another host. Hey, 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 right? hey, 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 hey. Oh, just saying. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Just saying that's an option. I, I had bounce back to you real fast. We have a list of at least 25 people, right? <laughs> yeah, that's here. right. <laughs> <laughs> just their employee base Dustin alone. is yeah. doing quite well yeah, here on the mic. I know. He's a natural. You guys like him too much. Oh, man. All right, so if people want to connect with you yeah. and uh, or, or WealthFit or yeah. what, what would you suggest as uh, sure. the potential next T- step? Two, two easy ways. One is uh, we have a show. So if folks want a financial uh, conversation in making themselves more WealthFit, as we like to say, uh, getwealthfit.com is, is our show. And then wealthfit.com to check out the courses articles and uh all the resources that we have available there and i'm available on, on social media if people just uh at dustin Google. matthews that's or right with one t it's the unique way the, the unique matthews and actually unique. doesn't wealthfit also have a podcast for those who like podcasts that yeah getwealthfit.com it's a redirect but yeah it's called it. the get wealth fit show yeah absolutely yep. well yes which you'll be on sir sweet yeah, yeah man and then you can grill me and uh, return the favor yes. so that'll be fun <laughs> All right, my friend, Dustin Matthews, glad you're here in San Diego. And Thanks for having me. Best of luck on, uh, on everything going on with WellFit, and hopefully that exits soon enough for you. For Mary Goulet and Richie Ote, again, Dustin Matthews joining us here live in studio. White Wade controlling it in the studio over there, and Kelly's got it in control back at headquarters. I'm Steve Olsher, and we will talk to you guys really, really soon once again here on Reinvention Radio. Take care, everybody. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit ReinventionRadio.com. 
Attention coaches, authors, speakers, and business owners. Please pay close attention to what I'm about to say if you want to secure massive visibility fast and generate thousands of highly qualified leads without spending a dime on advertising or marketing. The easiest way to make this happen is to appear as a guest on the world's most popular podcast. We recently came across an awesome resource that provides detailed contact information for 240 new media influencers who are looking for guests just like you. It's called the Ultimate Directory, and for a limited time, you can get the preview edition of the directory absolutely free. That's right, for free. It's time for you to get the visibility you and your business deserve and connect with the world's leading icons of influence who can make you famous with the push of a button. Get your free preview edition of the Ultimate Directory right now at www.myultimatedirectory.com. That's myultimatedirectory.com.